Welcome to Unexpected Gardener. My name is Sabrina and we are going to talk about all things slow food, gardening, sourdough, being self-sufficient, and probably lots of other salty topics in between. I thought it would make sense since this is my first episode to talk to you a little bit about how I got here. And I was, uh, and kind of how I got to Unexpected Gardener and sort of on this path that I'm on. I was raised south of Boston, very much a city girl. Um, I had no desire to be outside. I did not care about farms. I did not care about uh, animals. I didn't care about going outside. I really didn't have a connection with nature. There were many times in my teenage years where my sister would say let's go for you know a hike and I was like no thank you I have no desire to do that Um, so I really considered myself you know a lover of air conditioning and um, getting my nails done and I didn't want to be dirty or sweaty or bugs you know around me and so it's interesting (laughs) that where I'm at now is literally the opposite of where I always was, even as an adult. When I got pregnant with my first child, I was in my early 20s. And I really started to think about food. Prior to that, I had no, I had no knowledge of, you know, whole foods. I didn't think about it. We ate a lot of processed food. It was not something that I even considered. But when I started growing a human, those things suddenly became important. And so I I began to think a lot about that and try to learn about what, what is healthy. And I don't know about you, but I remember feeling really confused. You know, there's so much information out there and um, especially what information our government puts out about what's good for you. And it was a very long journey. But I think that's kind of when things started where at least I was thinking about how can I be, how can I be healthier as a person and make sure I raise my kids in a healthy environment. Um, So that journey was real slow. But when 2020 hit, um, I know I'm sure a lot of things changed for you too. It seems like a very common thing in our country that um, we began to question a lot of things. And I remember being in the grocery store and, you know, doing a normal shop for my family. And there was a sign where the chicken was and it said you could only buy one package. And I remember, I mean, I don't follow stupid rules like that. So I remember just being like, well, that's dumb. As I put two packs of chicken in my cart and I got to the checkout and the girl, the cashier's like, oh, yeah, you, I'm sorry. We just have a limit right now. And, you know, there was bare shelves. There was things. I didn't really buy a whole lot of processed food. So I wasn't really that. I didn't care that much because those things I didn't normally buy anyway. But I was just like, wow, there's like a lot of empty shelves here. And, of course, you know, no toilet paper. Um, that's embarrassing. But anyway, she tells me I can't buy them and both packs. And I remember just being... So I was really frustrated, but I was also like, it kind of startled me that in the United States of America, I could not, I was being prohibited 
of buying enough chicken to feed my entire family in, you know, in one meal. And something shifted inside of me. And I came home and I told my husband, I was like, I, I realized that I have no self-sufficiency skills. You know, I have lots of other skills that, you know, make me who I am, but I don't have any self-sufficiency skills. I don't know how to grow anything. I don't, I don't know anything about that. And it just, I said, well, I'm going to have to, you know, turn the backyard into a garden. And he kind of, he was, you know, my husband's a very supportive kind of guy, but he kind of looked at me like, okay, you know, um, there was a joke between us for years where, you know, I would say, oh, wouldn't it be so great to have like an organic garden and, you know, and have all these vegetables like at your disposal and you can make stuff. And cause I, I've always kind of been really a good cook and I really like to cook and, and, and then we would laugh because the thought of me actually doing that work and being sweaty was like, that would never happen. So I was like, well, we'd, we'll just have to wait till we get to the point in our life where we can afford to have people grow us, you know, we'll have like gardeners and they'll grow our food. And so it was kind of like a joke. Like I would never, how could I do that? Like, that's not me. Well, <clears throat> it is me. And that all started in 2020. And I made a lot of mistakes. <clears throat> the internet is such a blessing because there's so much information out there, you know, that we can really learn how to do anything. But the downside is there's so much information out there. And I had a real hard time uh, just kind of processing what was what information was the most important thing at the time. You know, there's there's a lot of things you can learn, but when you're just starting out, there might be some things that you don't need to know right away. And it was like really confusing to me. And so I just was like, well, I'm just going to do it. And I'll figure it out along the way. I'm kind of like that anyway, in general. I'm just, a, I'm sort of a doer. I don't read the directions. I know it's really bad, but I just figure things out, you know? And so that's what I did. I just jumped right in and we live on 0.18 acres and that's not a lot. And most of that is in our backyard. I live in an HOA neighborhood, so I can't have, I can't have things in my front yard. Like they want to tell me what color I can paint my shutters and my door and all kinds of silly things like that. So I wasn't working with a lot of property, but I, but you know, I knew, I just knew inside my heart that I have got to figure this out for myself and for my kids because you know, when you have a government that tells you you can't go outside and you can't buy certain things. And it just really opened my eyes that how broken our food system is. And so, you know, I began. And since then, uh, it's been an amazing journey. And I've learned a, a tremendous amount to the point where I'm teaching others now. And I have been able to teach people to avoid kind of those common mistakes I made in the beginning, you know. Um, And my husband, after that first sort of harvest, you know, which wasn't huge, but still I grew stuff, which is like a miracle. He said, boy, that was unexpected. And Unexpected Gardener was born. And I totally embrace that brand. Um, It is 100% me because it's very, for me to make this transition from who I've always been. Now, And to give you a little bit of like a, 
an idea of how long I've been, you know, this kind of city girl princess, you know, I'm 50. So three years ago, I was in my late 40s. And I completely changed. I changed so much about kind of the core, my core personality sort of changed, which is crazy. But it's all God's plan, 100%. I didn't really see the full plan then. But I knew that this was really important. So from sharing my my kind of journey on Instagram in a very I'm not perfect fly by the seat of my pants kind of way because that's how I'm still that kind of girl I'm a fly by the seat of my pants kind of girl I figure things out I'm not afraid to do things even if they're going to be a disaster and I'm going to mess them up Um, that's how I learn I think that's how most people learn so I think that resonates with a lot of you um, because a lot of you you know might not have a huge property you know I spent I spent a year praying that God would give me more land. You know, once I, you know, once I got through a couple seasons, I was like, man, this is great. I need to expand. And like every year I'm like, hey, can we add more raised beds? We need to expand over here. I want to grow this. Let's add a fruit tree or whatever. And so I was really spending time really thinking and praying that I needed more. I needed a bigger property. Um, and that's what would really take me to the next level. We we went so far as to even sit down with our friend who's a realtor and talk to him about what was out there. And then I really felt like the Lord was like, you need to be content where you are. I have you here and there's a reason. And so I shifted and said, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to grow on 0.18 acres and I'm going to be grateful for that. And I think when I did that, I think that's when my Instagram kind of exploded because there's so many people like that. You live in an apartment, you live in a townhouse, you know, you have an HOA neighborhood like me, or you live in an urban area and you don't have, you know, rolling pastures to have chickens and a big garden, Uh, you know, and that's, that's where many, many of you are at, which is where I'm at. And Sometimes you can feel disconnected from, you know, there's, there's some, uh, there's some YouTube homesteaders that I have learned a tremendous amount from. I love, I love them, but I don't relate to, you know, 30 acres or having a milk cow. Like I can't really fully relate to that. And so I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way. Um, and that's okay. Cause we're, where we're at for a reason. And, you know, once I really kind of got, I felt really good about gardening. Then it was like, what do I do with the harvest? You know, because you've got, you know, I don't know, 40 pounds of tomatoes, you know, and what do I do with all these tomatoes? You can only eat so many. And so that kind of started me towards preservation. And how do you can? Like no one ever, I've never even heard of that. My, almost my entire life, my entire adult life, I've never even heard of that. But I learned to can. I learned to, you know, steam can and water bath can so that I could preserve the harvest for the winter. And then I learned sourdough. And that took me about a year. I'll be honest. It took me a year to really kind of get it. But then now I make sourdough like a boss. You know, it took a while, but I finally got it. I cracked the code. And I'm trying to teach others to do the same thing. Um, I bake all of my bread from scratch and I cook just about every meal. Everything's from scratch. And I, 
you know, and I'm very aware now more than ever how broken our food system is. And I think about if I had known all of these things at a young age, I could have avoided, I've done so much damage to my body because of eating all the chemicals and the things I didn't really know were bad for me. But now I can, now I can do better and I can teach my kids, which the next generation hopefully will be more of aware, aware of that, how much food, you know, food is really meant to nourish and fuel our bodies. And when we don't eat real food, I mean, we're kind of living, I mean, we're living in a fast paced society, you know, so the gardening and the cooking from scratch and the preserving and the sourdough has now morphed into like slow food and how important slow food is. So I talk about that a lot, especially lately um, on Instagram. That's my primary source. You know, I don't really, I didn't, I didn't really love YouTube. And so slow food is become a huge passion of mine and, and it fits in with all of the things I've learned since 2020. We are, we, you know, we have fast lives, you know, we have work, we have school we have soccer practice and basketball games and gymnastics and all, you know, in church. And we fill our lives with all these really good things. But when we do that, there we become sort of addicted to the fast mentality of food. You know, you'll buy something in the store that is pre-made or all the components are made for you. So you can, you know, stick it in the microwave or cook it real fast but those generally are loaded with all kinds of chemicals and preservatives that you don't want that your body doesn't recognize as food or nourishment and so we've lost our way a little and so I'm really determined and that's you know part of the reason why this podcast I want to be able to talk about these things that are important to me and I know they're important to so many of you slow food being one of them and you know I might be salty which is possible and I've been I've been told that many times in my life that I I have a strong opinions or a salty attitude and you know and I am I'm a nonconformist at heart I've always been a nonconformist I have always sort of been an outlier and I question authority and I question you know what our government says and that's okay there's a place for that but this slow food movement kind of morphed into locally locally sourcing food you know there was a time it's all melded together but I believe it was probably 2021 right where there was such pressure to get this this shot such pressure and if you didn't you you know some places didn't even want to let you in well I was one of those people that didn't and I was it really got my it got me thinking, what if there was a place and a time where I couldn't go into a grocery store, where the system that was built up to support Americans and, and to support us in our needs for food and, you know, whatever, um, you know, clothing, whatever we need to buy to kind of sustain our families. What if they didn't allow people like me in? And that's a thought I'm sure probably a a lot of you have had also. Well, you know, I'm still not going to do that. I'm not going to do what people tell me to if I don't believe it's right. And so that's not going to change. So what has to change is where I get my food and what I have 
really embraced, and it's been about a year and a half, is locally sourcing. And it is definitely a process. So if, you know, I know, I know so many of you are thinking of these things. You th- you're thinking of how do I be more self-sufficient? How do I learn these old-fashioned skills that have kind of been lost, but, you know, you know deep inside that it's useful. It's useful to know these these self-sufficient skills on how to how to grow food and preserve food and cook food and all that. Um, so I know, I know many of you have that inside, that little voice, and you don't know where to start. Well, I'm here to help you with that. Um, but locally sourcing your food is, is going to be, it's important now, but it's going to be of even more importance in the coming years. So I started that last year. I started looking for locally sourced food, grass-fed beef, pasture-raised pork, pasture-raised chicken, eggs, raw milk, local honey, raw honey, sourcing it from people who I trusted that, that valued the animal, valued regenerative farming, really understood chemicals are not meant to be consumed by humans. And it has been so incredibly, um, it's been so good for my family in general, because it's taught us a tremendous amount. Um, and we all feel better because we're eating such high quality food. Um, it costs more and we're so used to going in to a fast food place and getting, you know, I mean, maybe not anymore because inflation is ridiculous, but you know, in previous years you could go and you could get a burger for a dollar, you know, that's not, that's not real food that doesn't nourish your body. Um, it isn't good for you, but that's, we've kind of been used to that. So Yes, it's definitely more expensive. You have to plan ahead. You have to work it into your budget. It is so worth it, my friends. It is so worth it. So I'm going to talk about that too. Locally sourcing slow food, gardening, everything gardening. Um, and, and really beginners, you, you know, you guys are my people because that's what I want to do. That's my passion. My passion is to bring as many of you along in a, in a journey of gardening, wherever you are with whatever you have, a patio, a tiny backyard. Um, even if you don't have any kind of space outside, you can grow microgreens inside. Like there's so many things you can do and you can, if you have a kitchen, you can start learning self-sufficiency. That's all you need is a kitchen. So we're going to talk about that. And I'm excited to be able to talk about these things freely in a format that allows more in-depth conversation. I look forward to feedback and, you know, share this with people you know that are that want to explore these things, you know, from a person who doesn't have it all figured out. We're going to do this together. So, I look forward to the next time we get to talk.